Welcome to another session here at the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. I am your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediator and Shiro at your ground zero. I was taken aback because I hit the wrong button and I have the wrong music playing here. So hold on a second while I ring in our chat. That's better. Now I feel much better. We started with good music, and I see my sisters are already jumping on. We are about to get this started this evening. Welcome to those of you joining us 
over in the call query. And those of you who will be listening to our replay, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight is a real heartfelt show. We're going to jump right in. I see that um, Sister Marisol and Sister Shauna, I believe, are online. We are going to bring them on and get started. As I said before, sit back, relax. This is our weekly program that we have at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Whether it's one of us, we can almost guarantee you that there will never be a time when it's none of us. And we have been here every single week, I believe, since we began back in, what was it, ladies, February or so. So we're doing very well. And for those of you that didn't hear, um, I just posted, because I had to do a quadruple take and everything else, uh, last week's show. In a seven-week period, the listenership jumped by 1,400%. So don't believe for one minute. I hate the way that they do their new analytics, but this particular week, whatever we were talking about last week caught a lot of folks' attention because the listenership really jumped for this show. Now, I'm not too sure if we made it into um, some of the top positions for the most popular. I do know that the Saturday morning motivation was number seven in the most popular show in the female show category. But um, this show usually ranks as well. So again, we're doing great things, and I want to welcome everyone who's jumping on board. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Sister Shauna and Sister Marisol, good evening, my sisters. Good evening, good evening. How are you? (laughs) Hello. Don't get me started. (laughs) Don't get me started. It's been a day, but you know what? I'm here with you all now. We're going to have a great conversation, so that's all that matters tonight. Um, So, ladies, first of all, before we get into this week's um, chat, how is your week going? And um, this time, Ashana, you haven't been on in a while, so we're going to start with you. So how's your week going so far? Hey, you said, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I was walking out the door. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm, I'm even ignored. Oh, geez. First, now, no, last week, she, 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 she patootie dialed me. For a while. <laughs> <laughs> she she, she patootie dialed me. She sat down on her I phone did. and dialed me, and here I am. All girl, what's wrong and all this? It was like, mm, girl, I just butt dialed you. Never mind. I was like, oh, I went back to my corner. Feelings were torn apart. I was like, oh well, okay. She could have at least made pretend like she meant to do it. But I'm like, okay. So hi everybody. I haven't been on the show for a couple weeks. I miss everyone. I hope everybody is well. I am pressing forward in life. Busy, 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 but it's. It's coming together since the last time I I turned 29 years old again since the last time I talked to you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again. Well, 29 again. Yeah, she does it regularly. She's been doing it for the last 10 years or so. <laughs> but, um, um, but, yeah, Happy so we're start. celebrating Happy her 29th start. again. Oh, yes, yeah, it's yes. what she does. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> But yeah, all is good. Uh, all is well. No complaints whatsoever. And you know, so I'm I'm excited about this topic. Yes, I, I am too. So, um, Marisol, how's your day going, yeah. sis? So far, so good. You know what, Shauna? My mom used to do the same thing when I was coming up. Like she would turn the same age every year, and I remember you for sure for the longest. 
how old my mom was. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's doing one of my mommy things. <laughs> That's all right, Tana. That's all right. Yeah, my mom's been 63 since I don't know when, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, I figured that, you know, that's the age, you know, that's around the age that people may think I am. So I just went, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> okay, I know that's right. I know that's right. Well, um, I'm doing great. It's been a good day. Uh, I have no complaints. You know, like I showed up to grow up and uh, I got what I was supposed to get. So, uh, so far, so good. You know, I don't know how long I'll be able to stay on the chat line, because uh, I'm doing some things with mom, and mom says hi, by the way. Mom says hey, hi, mama. by the way. She knows when I got these these um, headphones on with my little cell phone, she knows, oh, okay, you're doing that chat thing, Marisol. I guess I'm doing the chat thing, Bobby. <laughs> and so she's so gracious to, um, you know, hold out a little bit till I'm done. But um, we do have some things to do, but I'm here, and I'm so honored and grateful to be here with both of you ladies, very much so. Well, we're glad that you are here as well. And welcome to all of our new, I see some new people jumping into our call query. If you have a topic that you'd like to talk about tonight, you can press the number one on your phone and we will bring you in on a call. But I have to say a special shout out to all of the ladies and gentlemen, of course, listening over on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Hello, 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 and welcome. We hope that you enjoy our programming. It's by women for women, but of course, we do have men that join us as well. But this is inspirational, motivational, um, empowering conversation every week. We leave no stone unturned. We are here week after week to talk about things that matter to us as women and and how we relate to men and how men relate to us. So we'll be talking about all types of topics. Uh, We'll have a chance for you, especially if you're a soldier serving or you are a veteran and you want to tell your story, uh, feel free to send us out. We'll give you all of our contact information before the show is over so that you can get involved. But Tonight, it's all about weeding season, and of course, I see, I believe some more of our fellow sisters are jumping on. If you want to be on air, press the number one on your phone, and I will bring you on air with us as well, but tonight is about weeding season, and uh, what I'm going to do is just play what I did um, each day. I do, at the end of the day now, I do something called a positive vibe, and um I decided to move everything to the end of the day opposed to the beginning of the day because we could be so enlightened and so inspired at the beginning of the day and we will reach 10,000 hurdles and by the end of the day we're so broken down we just don't care. So I'd rather you end your day on that positive light note and we can help to unload all of the package and baggage of the day and then we can have a good night's sleep and start off fresh in the morning. So that's why I moved a lot of the things that I do, all of my positive inspiration, uh, ripple effects and all of that to the evenings because I want us to end our day on a better note than our day had yes, begun. Yes, Maria, but who wakes so. up on a positive note, Maria? Who wakes up on a positive note? And I'm here we go asking. with um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. negative I'm Nancy asking. here. Oh, that's the girl. Girl. Oh, what talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because I look forward to that morning inspiration every morning. And I'm like, 
uh, I wake up positive? Oh, okay, because I, I'd be looking for that because I'm like, who wakes up positive? Okay. Well, I do. That's, that's the whole point because I want you to go to bed and think about that positive thought. And <laughs> by us doing this and by me sending it out, that's giving people something to think about. So at night their subconscious can think about that and start to unload all of that baggage as the day goes on. That's how it works here. So that's why um, I decided to do it in the evenings Add the fact that I'm one person and a lot of people are looking for me to do a lot of things. So what's happening is if I'm posting this at about 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening, so it's around 12 o'clock in Africa, some people will be able to get it when they get up in the morning. They'll okay. be able to see it for their morning. We'll be able to contemplate on it and let it digest overnight um, here. So it's all about oh. a timeline thing. It's all about trying okay, well, to I'll just make try to be positive until I read it at four o'clock. That's all. I could work with that. <laughs> well, we have the one from the day before to help keep it. And then I post little things all during the day, too. But uh, see what I mean? It's people like Marisol, who, you know what, everybody wants a piece of Maria, and they want a piece the way that they want it. And that's how I want it. So, you know, but once again, I'm trying to go back on our regular schedule because our shows are geared around 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. because they're workable throughout most of the time zones in the world, not just here in the States, but in the world. So that's the difference in what we are doing here. But let me go ahead and play for you the, um, the positive vibe that I did earlier today so that we can end our note. And, to, and of course, the, tonight is all about the weeding season. And, of course, our focus for the day is whack away, just whack away. So let me see if I can play this for you all, and then we'll come right back and we'll jump into our discussion. So let me see if I can get this to work. Say a little prayer. Hello, everyone. See Maria here with another segment of Positive Vibes. And today, I'm just going to jump right in it because it's been a rough day for me, so let's just jump right in. Now is the time for you to think about this being your weeding season. It's time for you to clear out everything that is choking your growth. If you can't physically remove it, then you have to work on removing yourself. And if you can't remove yourself physically, then do it mentally. Sometimes we just have to go into our quiet place and disconnect so that we can regroup and rejuvenate for ourselves and get back on track. And it doesn't matter. It can be family, friends, your job, significant others, whatever it is that is choking your happiness and your growth, you need to weed it out and clear it out. It's time for change. You deserve to be content. You deserve to be happy. You deserve everything wonderful that this life has to offer for you. And you cannot do that if there are weeds blocking your sunlight. So it's time for you to get that weed whacker out and go to town. So that is my positive vibe for the day. I'm C. Maria. I'll be back here again tomorrow with another segment for you. Until then... Whack away, just whack away. 
Okay, so whack away. Just whack away. And that's what this is about tonight. So, ladies, um, welcome to Renee is on. Sister Renee is on with us. Hi, Hi Renee. Hi, Renee. <laughs> oh, we got a party going on over here. Yay. <laughs> So, again, and and to all of our our people who are joining us in the call query, welcome, welcome. If you'd like to join our discussion or you have something on your mind, one thing about our shows is that they're not scripted. We may have a specific topic that we start with, but we could end up talking about cooking eggs on a hot summer day outside on the trunk of a car. We never know (laughs) where the show is going to go because it's not scripted. So if you have something that's heavy on your heart and you want to talk about it, you know what, press that number one on your phone, and I'll be sure to bring you on A. You don't have to give us your name and all of that. If you have a story to tell, then you're welcome to do so, because that's what this forum is all about. We are here to encourage, inspire, motivate. And what's another good word we can say, ladies? Encourage, inspire, motivate, empower. How about that one? We're here to empower. So, again... Um, everybody just jump right in, whomever. What is your whack away moment? Because we all have those whack away moments. And that's what today is all about. Ending today on something positive instead of lugging around all of the negativity that we've had to come up against today in our regular lives. So um, first person, Shauna, you haven't been here in a while. So what's your whack away for today? Well, it's funny that um, this is a topic and you say whack away for the day. Last week on Tuesday, I did a speech at Toastmasters, and I told you the title was Overload Dump. And one of the um, activities that I had the attendees do is I had them pull out their cell phones, and I gave them the option to pull up their emails or their text messages. And I'm like, pick one, and then now hit delete. And first, you know, some people looked at me like, oh, no, I can't do that, you know. And I'm like, no, hit delete, because sometimes in life we have to remove the overload, you know, like just get rid of it. And that's right. how it is in life. You know, we're, we're in different cycles. We go through different seasons. And we have to ev- evaluate those around us. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm, my life is changing. Now i got to get rid of everybody that was part of Chapter 2. I'm in Chapter 3. That's not what I'm saying, right. but I'm saying that we do have to reevaluate and say, okay, you know, what purpose is this relationship bringing in this season? You know, right. and how is, is it both ways? Because sometimes, you know, we have people who they just, they're takers. And all they mm-hmm. do is take, 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 and they suck the life out of you. And so you have to evaluate that and say, you know what? And, you know, I am a firm believer of letting a taker know that they're a taker and the effects on you that that relationship is. You know, hey, you're 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 sucking my life out of me when I get around you. I feel, you know, just drained when when, when I'm done with you. That's not a relationship that you should be in. If the other person's not willing to alter their behaviors, then that's something you may need to consider to be a friend at a distance. So that's just my take on it. Love love everybody, but you know, sometimes, you know, you're we're not best for each other during every season in life. And that's true. That is so true. And and we need to understand that it's okay. It's okay for you to walk away sometimes. And um, let me let me say this. I hear a lot of background noise, but 
a lot of times when we do our show, we're real people living our real lives, and you may hear dishes pounding, you may hear a whole bunch of things, because sometimes we have to keep moving and keep grooving while we're doing this. So we're about to be as real as it gets, because if you're over a friend's house and that friend is preparing dinner or whatever, you don't hear that friend say, oh, let me just stop and be quiet. Now, if it's really disruptive, I'll say, hey, could you mute while you're doing that? But if it's just life going on in the background, this is how real we are on this show. So I just want you to know, in Marisol, and last week, I believe, wasn't it, Marisol, you had the planes going over? Because it was like, yes. okay, here comes a plane. Here comes the yes. plane, everyone. It's Marisol <laughs> and her plane. Because she lives close by an airport, so we hear the planes and we hear all types of sounds and noises. But sometimes we get in, we have to cook, we have to take care of the family. You know, Marisol said that she has to do some things with her mom. So we have to keep moving and grooving. But the difference is, and I want you all to think about this, is the fact that we are here. We are here every single week. We are right here for you, with you so that we can talk about whatever it is we feel like talking about. I don't know what's going on. I just I just had a really bad day. And um, um, when, once the other ladies get done telling you your story, of course, I always kind of pull up the rear and tell a little bit about my life because for me, um, the show is about everyone else. It's about you, the listeners. Um, for those of you who will be hearing this show on the Air Force Radio Network, of course, it will be pre-recorded by them. We're live right now, but by the time you all hear it, it's going to be pre-recorded. But I promise you, we will give you all of the information that you need if you can join us live. That's wonderful and great. Um, if you need to reach out to us, we'll give you all of the information that you need. So, um how about you, Renee? What's your whack away moment? Did you have one this week? What was that? Oh, did we- I'm sorry, did I we- had to turn you off of mute because I am so busy right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course I did. <laughs> Everything's been going real good, and then of course something comes up, and someone calls me and tells me what they want me not to have. I'm going through a divorce, so. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, that's not possible. So, of course, he continued on fussing and screaming. And, of course, now when he calls, I don't answer the phone. Because I'm like, I'm not your child. We're not living in the same household anymore. I don't have to listen to you. So you just scream all you want. You can fuss. You can get mad. Do whatever you want to do. But I'm not listening. So right. that was pretty much how I handled that. I mean, I let him say what he had to say, and I calmly said, because I'm not going to fuss. And that's what sometimes he wants you to do is to fuss and argue so he could just get that out of you. And he can right. know where your head is and whatnot. He doesn't need to know anything because it's none of his business. My thing is right. I'm going to get what's due to me, and if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But I refuse to sign any more papers. Let's just get this divorce and do what we got to do and let it go. But right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let you shout and scream at me. So to avoid all that, I don't answer the phone, and I don't have to right. answer the door because simple fact, I have an intercom system. Right. So I have to let you in. My apartment stays locked. <laughs> 
Yeah. So um, my main thing was this week, just don't answer the phone. I have a special ringtone for them. When that ringtone happens, I just ignore it. And that's about it. And then I, I mean, that was pretty much my moment for the week, and I let it go. It came and it went just, just as fast as it came because I refused to even deal with it or even um, pretty much just let anything go go as far as he wanted it to go. Right, right. Whack away, whack away, whack away, whack away. That's what we're talking about tonight is whacking away, whack it Mm. away. And, you know, and I'm sure that people listening and those of you who are here to replay, you know that they're like, wow, she she just spoke my life. And sometimes, you know, we we wake up one day and the pe- people who we we fell in love with we figure out that they either no longer exist or they never did exist. So we need to be strong and firm in our convictions, and that's one thing that many will do. Nothing is absolute, people. So get that selective hearing out of this conversation. Nothing is absolute, but many times. They will come back. One of the two partners or spouses will come back, and they will try that trick. They will try that power play. They will try to see where our heads are. They want to know where they stand and what they can get away with. And this is when you have to be strong, and this is when you need a really good support group around where you can do this. That's why we're here every week, so that we can get rid of this. And Marisol, this is one of the reasons why – I like doing this in the evening so that we can get all of this out of our system. It's nothing worse than trying to sleep with all this baggage in your brain. You need to come home and live in your peace. If we can't live in our peace when we're at home, we certainly can't have it when we're out in public. So that's the point of coming home to that peace. Refuse to have that type of anguish in your resting place. Okay. You know, they say that we'll have peace when we when we go six feet under. We need to have peace while we're still alive and well to enjoy it. So that's what okay. this is about. That's why everything has been moved so that we can talk this stuff out and let it go. Just let it go and go to bed with a good night's sleep and say, whew, you know what, I can exhale. Darn, that felt good to talk about that and just get it out. Because no matter what we do and how courageous we are, it's so much better when we know that we're not alone. And each time we tell our stories, we're helping someone else out there in the world know that they're going to be okay, too. Just put one foot in front of the other. And like I said, before we go, we're going to give you our contact information so that you can reach out. If you need to talk to Renee, I will put you in touch with Renee. If you want to talk to Marisol, I'll put you in touch with Marisol. You want to talk to Shauna, I'll put you in touch with Shauna. You want to talk to me, I'll... Mm, I'm, I'm, you know, no, I'm very, I'm very much accessible. I am very much accessible. <laughs> People like Marisol, if I'm not, she'll yes. just make time for me on my own calendar. <laughs> I'm like, you I don't care. You stay on your toes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of tired today. Look, I look forward to seeing that, but I'm kind of tired. But what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm looking forward to seeing this, and I'm like, you know, let me go and just write something for her so she can just not. And I get on there and type it away. I'm like, okay, is that better? And it was awesome. Okay. 
and it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and you, I mean, it was just right on time, you know. Which one? It helped, uh, the, um, Which one? The, 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 the mind. Umbrella. No, the mind. The one, uh, uh, what, us responding to what goes on in our mind. Oh, yeah. How we respond to that. Oh, how yeah. How we deal with that. that. One. Oh, that was mm-hmm. so good. That was so good. And it came at a real good moment for me today because mm-hmm. I needed to whack away some insecurities, mm-hmm. some self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And um, I needed not to respond to what was going on in my head about me, myself, and I, you know, and uh, press on, like Shauna said, and press on anyhow. You know, so that came at a very good time for me. <laughs> it was, it was right. awesome. You know, right. because it's like you said, when you're whacking away, some things is physical, some things may be um, emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, you know, it varies. And, and, you know, I needed that whacked and so I could press on and show up to grow up in my life. Okay, uh, the little girl needed to move out the way and let um, uh, the grown woman, I'm a grown woman, stand up and do what she needed to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, oh, God, this phone. Okay, so that that was awesome. Beautiful. That's what I and had to do. That, that's those self-doubt, that insecurity, yes. that negative yes. talk. You know, that mm-hmm. tells me how you going to make it here as, you know, 50-something, whatever, you know, as a single woman, you know, uh, how you going to, you know, uh, oh, gosh, I got to, you know what, ladies, I got to go on mute real quick. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I got to go on no, mute real quick. No, you're fine. Well, what? while you're on mute, one of the things that I was thinking, when, you know, right after I said something was, you know, sometimes, you know, we we quickly relate to weeding and whacking things out as far as in reference to people. Um, you know, but oftentimes we need to do some, you know, those, those silent mini retreats to ourselves and, you know, just reflect right. and say, okay, what behaviors are, you know, am I displaying or participating in that need to go? This can, you know, this right. contributing to that negative mindset, you know, whatever, you know, what's attracting, why am I attracting crazy people <laughs> or something like that? Do a self-evaluation and say, what am, am I doing anything? You know, what behaviors right. are not allowing me to be the best person I can be? You know, and whatever that is, you know, be honest with yourself and whack it away. That's right. That's right. Whack it away. And and I mean that with everything in my being, whack it away. People, it's okay. You can do that. Whack it away. And it's okay. Don't feel badly about it. I don't need anyone to feel badly about it. You just need to do what you need to do. Put yourself first for once. How about that? Let's just yes. put yourself first. And when you do that, and it's not being selfish because you put everyone in front of you for so long that you've neglected yourself. And by the time you figure this out, you're too old, you're too tired, you're too worn to do anything about it. So that's why we're here to say it's okay. It's okay to whack away. It is okay. And I'm still learning that. 
because there are days when the demons of my past and my childhood come up and I hear the family members, oh, here she go, talking about herself again and why she got to keep talking. You know, there's family members that prefer me to sit in the corner and shut up and die. It's all okay. Just be silent. And I had to learn how to overcome that. I had to learn to love me for me and not depend on anyone, including family, to love me for me. So that's one of the things that I had to do. And and I'm still learning that. I am still learning that. And I know a lot of listeners are like, no. Uh, you guys, when I say that I'm still on my journey and each of us that you hear every week, or from time to time, we're still right. on our still journey. On our it's journey. still fresh and yeah. real. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still. It's very real for us. And there are times when I just want to sit down and cry. And for the one thing, and I have to tell everyone, I've suffered from depression. I know what it's like. And coming home today, I made it home in record time. It usually takes me a little more than an hour, hour and a half or more to get home. I made it home in forty-five minutes because I wanted to get so far away from where I was, it was that bad. I probably even got a speeding ticket. I don't know. I saw the speed camera. Tried to slow down. I don't know if I made it. But (laughs) you know what? And, And it's one of those things where I actually said on my way home, Lord, when you took me away from here and you showed me what's waiting for me on the other side, I want to go back. I hate it here on the earth. I hate it. That's what I was talking today. Literally riding home, I'm like, I hate it here. I, I, if I, my breakthrough doesn't come soon, Lord, I'm tired now. I don't want to be here. Take me back to that pr- beautiful, pretty place. So, okay, and I'm riding along, and I get home. And um, I get all settled, and I look out the back because this weekend, um, starting, I think I started maybe Friday or Saturday, maybe Saturday. I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I worked from 6 to about 11.30. I had gone to Home Depot, and I got myself a tree prune, and I learned how to prune my trees. I have a variegated apple tree and two peach trees out back and two large bushes at the end of my property. And I went out, and I got the pruner, and I started to whack away, and I was having a good time outside. And it was so relaxing for me. Um, So I stayed out there for about five and a half hours or so. Then I got up again Sunday, Miss Church, mind you, same thing, got out there to clean up all of the um, the debris outside of my property line. I wanted to get all of that up because, of course, it, it bumps up to the other neighbor's um, property, and I wanted to move all of that, so I got that done, and um, I'm waiting for the leaves and things to die for the branches so it'll be easier for me to cut them down, and then I went back to Home Depot and got a new pair of hedge trimmers, and I trimmed my front bushes, and I went back out back, and I worked on the trees some more, and I worked on the yard, and then I cut the lawn, and I was like, wow, I really did enjoy doing that. I said, Lord, forgive me, but he said, my child right now, you need to be doing this because you need to unwind. And that was over the weekend. So then I have a really bad day today. And for all of the power that I wield outside of here and all of this, there's sometimes when I go places and I'm invisible to these people. They don't respect me. They don't listen to me, you know, and it's getting to be annoying and I need my breakthrough so that I can leave the rat race of the nine to five right where it is and move on into the greatness that I know God has for me. So on the way home, of course, Satan was busy and I said, you know what? I'm tired of this. So I get home today and, um, and it's a pretty day and it wasn't too hot in the house and I didn't have to turn on the AC cause it's okay to me. So I looked out the back and, well, lo and behold, there are deer out back. I mean, literally up at the house kind of thing. And one was walking around like she was looking for something. 
And then I looked into my neighbor's yard, and there was one hiding, and she has this huge bush, and there was one hiding, and she wasn't moving, and she was watching the other one. I'm like, are they playing like deer, hide and seek? And so I watched them for a while, and then it was a group, you know, they travel in groups of herds or whatever they call. So um, they got into her yard, and they were eating the grass and enjoying themselves, all of the things that I had cut down. I don't know if deer like peaches or whatever, but I don't know if they were eating those too. So I'm like, okay, well, there's a meeting at the deer's joint over here in the yard then they moved to the next yard and um so then I look at my yard and here come the squirrel brigade and they're all up in my trees stealing my peaches they'll steal a peach and then they'll take it several yards down to sit up on the you know the fence and then they'll eat the peaches and I'm like I'm sorry are you all stealing my peaches and I'm out here in my window talking to the squirrels like they care but they didn't so and I, you know, and then I stopped for a moment. I said, okay, Lord, I get it. And he he just showed me the wonders of the world and all of the things that, that the beauty in this world. And I had to, to stop and think and not allow, you know, the same people who I see every single day to keep getting to me. And now I know that I just need to, as I said, disconnect and be silent and take care of me. Because, you know, a few weeks ago, I was stressed out to the point where my blood pressure was, um, what was it, one, what was it, 190 over 101 or something crazy like that? Too high, and too then, high. And then it got worse. But mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to get everything under control now. Uh, you know, I felt better um, once I started taking um, my aspirin regimen again my bones stopped hurting I can move again I can run up and down the steps I wasn't able to do that before so I guess my pressure was steadily rising and my body was telling me you know what you need to slow down and stop this and now I can run up and down the steps with the best of them so matter of fact I'd rather take the steps at work instead of an elevator um But again, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about our health, and we have to listen to our bodies. That's a show for another day. Maybe next week we'll talk about listening to our bodies because back on all of the things, I don't have the headaches anymore. I sleep better at night. Um, I guess my liver and my kidneys and everything aren't cooking anymore, whatever happens when your blood pressure is that high. Um, The highest that it's ever been in my life was 198 over 190. That's when I felt it, and I knew that I was sick. Um, but I, I obviously I have a body that has a bit of a tolerance because most people would be in stroke or heart attack mode if their if their pressure got that high. But um, I have something called I don't know whether it's called occipital occipital whatever it's called pressure, which means if I lie down, my pressure goes low. If I sit or stand, and I'm under stress, it spikes. So I forgot what it's called, something that begins with an O or something, some type of pressure thing. But um, So I have to work around that, and that's who I am. It's part of my DNA makeup. But I do know that I need to slow down and stop, put my time and my efforts into what matters. And what matters is this right here, sitting here talking to you all, doing exactly what we're doing now. Um so that's that's it for me. So that was my whack away moment. Was I, you know, I had come home and and um, you know, it's going to be some changes. It's going to be some major changes because if you can't respect me and appreciate me for what I bring to the table, guess what? 
you're not invited to dinner anymore. It's as simple as that. So I'm good with that. And I will still give my absolute best, but it's to suit my agenda and what I need to happen in my life. It's not to try to keep the peace because some people obviously don't understand peace very well. So that's where I am, and I'm good with that. I'm very good with that. And it's so amazing that some people may hear this show and think that I'm talking about them or something that happened during the day. And you're so off base because a lot of people have no clue about how similar people do things in this world. Just like they say we all have somebody who looks just like us. I do believe that where looks are concerned, there's only a few DNA strands in the world. You may be a different hue or, you know, you may be lighter, but there are some people that look identical different different shades but identical it's amazing to me and people tend to respond in the same way just like Renee was talking about what she went through her soon-to-be ex I went through it too and I'm sure a lot of people listening say yep yep that's exactly what they do because we as humans a lot of times we respond the same way we could be on the other side of the earth and have a similar situation and respond the exact same way and like, you know, if you all heard the story of my ex, he would stand by the open window and have a one-sided argument, and he, he'd be talking like I'm responding to him. And it was so funny because a neighbor called, and she said, are you all arguing? I said, well, I said, do you hear two voices or do you hear one? But see, a lot of people aren't that observant, so they think, yes, they were over there arguing, and she was saying something to him, and I know he said that uh, it's, it's in her house, and she wouldn't let him have it, but I never said one word to him. They just heard one voice yelling out a window, but their minds thought that they uh, it convinced them that it was a two-sided argument. So these are things that, and this is another discussion for another day, ladies, um, and some gentlemen, too, that when you're in the middle of a breakup or something, people play some vicious games. And because most people don't pay good attention, they will get people in court to say all types of things about you that never happen. Never happen. My neighbor didn't get it until it clicked in her head that, well, you're talking to me, so you can't be talking to him. Uh, you think? That's how it went down. That's the only reason why it dawned on her that we weren't having a discussion. Because initially, when she first got on the phone, she said, are you sure? What do you mean, am I sure? I'm talking to you. And she said, he just said something like you said something, but you couldn't have because you're talking to me. Yes, you think? And it was like that aha moment for one neighbor. That aha moment, like, wow, he's really crazy. He went, yes, yes, he is. And that was it. You know, so these are all the things, and I'm just, my mind is just going now because you guys are bringing up a lot of good topics for us to talk about later. But, um, yeah, it, we we definitely um, have to stick together and be each other's support through all of this because depression is no joke. Um, divorce is definitely no joke. No matter what, we didn't go into a marriage you know, with the expectation of having to go through this to get out of it when the people who we love no longer love us or if they ever loved us or whatever the case may be, the fact is that the end is that what was there or what we thought was there is not there now. And that's the end of that discussion. So, yeah. And this is the time when we get quiet so that everyone can just reflect on what they've heard so far. Because I do do the quiet thing 
And if you've ever heard my shows, for those of you new, each show we do have a moment of silence because we want you to reflect and digest so that you can understand what the message is that we're trying to tell you and either it pertains to you or I'm pretty sure those within the sound of our voices, you know someone who everything that we're saying tonight can be applied to. So we want you to understand several things. You're not alone and that you're not alone. You're not the only one who whatever you're going through is happening to because we've been there, done that. So that's what makes this show special, too, is because um, we've been through the fire. We've just been through the fire. Well, thank you for sharing that because, um, you know, sometimes we forget that you know, we see people as these little heroes and they never, you know, slow down and they don't have feelings and, you know, we pull on you as we pull on other people and as other people pull on us and, you know, we have to sometimes wave that flag and say, I'm tired, you know, I I need a shoulder, I need an ear, you know, right. I'm going through life. You know, life is, you know, sometimes, you know, we feel like life is beating us up and, you know, the, I don't know, you know, and the bell hasn't rung to save me yet, you know. Um, like Renee, you know, you, as you know, C. Marie, you know, I'm going through a divorce. And one of the ways that I had to learn to cope with a lot of the things is, you know, first I started off with, oh, I'm going to have compassion. You know, I'm all about love. So I'm, like, I'm going to have compassion for, you know, the other person's weakness and blah, blah, blah. And I would, all, like you were saying, I would always put, you know, everybody else in front of me. I want to make sure everybody, you know, that he was good even in the worst part of the divorce, you know, things. And, you know, you get to a place where, you know, you don't, I want everything to be fair. And, but I got to a place where it's like, you know what, I need to look out for my well-being first and foremost because, I, you know, there's children involved. And, right. you know, I need to make sure that I can be able to stand with a sound mind and take care of them. And, you know, I will be fair, but I can't let you keep winning. Now, I will say I'm going to give up the Kirby vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but it's about wacky. It's about picking your battles. I really learned to, you know, like, so when I was a stay-at-home mom and he bought that Kirby, he bought it for me. Come on, people. You know he wasn't using it. But, right. you know, it came to a point where it was like, if it's going to stop him from filing yet another crazy motions for something stupid. He right. can have the dumb Kirby. They make more than this one gold version of the Kirby. You know? Right. And quite except I never opened up the box to use the attachments or the shampoo, so I don't really care about that Kirby. But it comes to a place, like I got to that point where it was like, you know, it's, it's not worth fighting over dumb stuff. The little things that can right. be replaced. Because it's about having a peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And I will happily pack up that Kirby in the back of my car, and I might even put a bow on it. Matter of fact, I'm going to put a bow on it. <laughs> I'm just going to return that Kirby to him and say, I wish you well. You know, right. one month to go before everything is inked and signed, sealed, and delivered, and I cannot wait. And it's not about, right. you know, him being a horrible, horrible person. It's just that, you know, when you deal with life situations, you get, you go through a lot of emotions and roller coasters. And so I'm just ready to exit this roller coaster to start the next one. <laughs> right. 
Or better yet, you can get off the roller coaster and go get on the paddle boats. They're nice and simple, you know, keep active, you know, paddle boats, but you're night and night, nice, calm waters, and you just chill for a while. It's a little bit of turbulence, Mm -hmm. but it's not what you were in. So, people, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Yeah, I wish mine was as simple as a Kirby. <laughs> well, no, that's, really just, that's just this week. We, that's we just have, this week we, oh, okay. And, and the, the sad part about it is um, I did a lot in the marriage. He did, mm-hmm. I mean, he was just, he was just, uh, he's just a mean, mean person. And he's always been like that. And he's so disrespectful to women and stuff. But the thing is, I'm gone from there. So I'm like happy. And we had agreement that, okay, let's not argue. Let's just be friends. And we were actually getting along fine until, like I said, recently, last week, it was like, give me the sign these papers for such and such and such. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not relinquishing my rights to anything that I deserve. So, I mean, and it's really stupid because, actually, I'm going to tell you what it is. If something was to happen to him, you know, I would get his pension, retirement, whatever. And he right. wants me to relinquish my rights to that. And I'm like, you got to, I mean, did you, when you were working, did something fall on your head or did you have some kind of injury? What is wrong with you? And I'm not, I'm not doing that because his whole right. thing was, and he told one himself because he said, he had, he asked me to sign some papers you know, probably early part of this year. But the thing was, he told on himself this time because he was so angry that, and I really didn't think he was angry about it like he was. He was so angry that he just started screaming about, if, if I was to die today or tomorrow, you would get my pension and you would you would get my retirement and this and this and that. And, and um, I want you to sign paper so you don't get anything. And I was like, um, no, I'm not going to sign the papers. And I was real calm. And it was like the calmer I was, the angrier he was. So finally I was like, yeah, well, he, he asked me to call a number because he claims he's got to pay all this money out unless I relinquish my rights. And I, I know it's a big lie. So, um, cause he's about to retire. And I'm like, no, you don't have to pay anything out if you retire because I'm your wife. So what are you talking about? And you need to just go on with your life. So he's angry. He showed it, and he told on himself. And I'm like, I'm just not going to answer your calls, but you have a nice life because I'm definitely going to have a better life. <laughs> right. Don't sign those papers because don't sign those papers because they're good for that. That's a topic for another day because that comes down to social security and his pension and all of that. And if you don't relinquish the rights by law, you are entitled to it. And he knows that somebody's cued him in on that and they will try to get you to sign off on it. No, absolutely not. He already already knew it, but his, his train of thought is we are no longer going to be married. So you need to sign these papers and get it over with. So if I die today or tomorrow before we get a divorce, then you aren't entitled to anything. And I'm like, I'm entitled to everything. So I don't know what you're, you're talking about. To and besides, you're entitled to it after even, you divorce. Even you when we're divorced, it doesn't matter you're because even when we're divorced, if something happens to him, I still get it. So it doesn't really matter, but I'm not signing nothing right. off. 
Oh, no, 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 no. That's don't why I don't answer the phone when he calls. And now no, he's trying to be real nice. Like, he left a message about, um, I'm returning. Hi, Renee. I'm returning your call. I didn't call you. So why how are you returning my call? So he's playing mind games because he's feeling the, oh, she's going to tell her lawyer this and this and that. And if they listen to this message, it'll be like she called me. And I'm just going, I'm just returning Boy, her call. Or he has somebody there listening your call. to him say it. You know, well, he said that he was returning her call, so she must have called him earlier. No, once again, that's the mind game that they play. They'll have a group of people that say, oh, yeah, I heard him when he called her because he was returning her call. And then it'll go from she must have called him to she called him earlier. And when he had time, yeah, I was there when he returned her call. And the person has right. totally, so they themselves in the mind that you did call. But you know what? And then there's this. It's like oh no see we can cut this down see this part of this show where she said no 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 didn't call him and I'm like we've already had these types of discussions when you have a group of women who are from the the first wives club or the second well once I was the first wife and then this one I was I'm the, the second, second wife, wife. I'm the first no, I'm the second the second wife. <laughs> yeah I'm the second wife this this last fool I was the second wife the first one I was the first wife so I'm in the mm. first wives club and the second wives club so either way, you know, and it was all the same. It was the darndest thing. I'm like, is this crack related? Because you all have some serious issues, and there's something very wrong with both of them. And I'm like, you know, one was, you, you, you want everything that I have. I was like, you don't have anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? What am I going to take from you when you have nothing? Your Honor, I'd like to have nothing. Can I get 100% of nothing? You know, Really? It's just ridiculous, and 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 I'm like, eh, yeah, to see, yeah, there's other ways that you can get around it, but yeah, you have to be really, really surly, and both of them were, so they're entitled to jack nothing, so yeah, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 interesting, it's very interesting, um, the tricks that they try, just, right, and, and especially when you when you finally wake up, my husband used to always give me this saying. He's always say every fool wakes up. But I I would listen to it. I'm not a fool, but I woke up. And the day I woke up, he was so angry because I stopped arguing. I started talking. There was no more arguing because um, there was nothing else to argue about. And I, when he right. would argue, I would just sit there, look at him, if I had anything to say, I would talk to him. But a lot of the times I just ignored him because I knew I woke up. God suddenly said, okay, enough is enough. Because, I mean, I have taken this a long time. And he finally said, enough is enough. I want you to see what's going on. And it's your time to move on. And um, I did. And he knew once I opened my eyes and started seeing things. Things were going to be different. He knew I was going to leave. Um, that was one of his fears. He always said he was always scared that I was going to leave. But the thing is, to me, if you're afraid that I'm going to leave you one day and I'm the one that's treating you really good, then why are you afraid? If you're doing all the right things, you should never be afraid of losing me. So you knew everything you were doing which I saw. He knew everything he was doing. He knew, but he just thought that it would be a matter of time 
and I would stay because what my husband used to do was fill my head up with things like that. He would tell me about his family and how the women stayed in their marriages, but their husbands, like my father-in-law, my sister-in-law's husband, or whoever, treated them so badly. And they were going through all this and this and that. But these women, they're staying. I have I have all the respect in the world for them because they stayed with their husbands. Found out later when I finally woke up and I thought about everything he told me that was going on with all these other women was me. He was putting me through everything he said they were going through. They weren't going through anything. It was all me. And so that was his fear of one day I would finally realize what he was talking about was really, he was talking about the life we were living. Mm-hmm. And I wake up. So, like I said, I don't argue with him because when you argue with a person, your emotions are so high, you can get headaches. I mean, that, that affects right. your health and all sorts of other things. Um, you're not right. thinking correctly because sometimes you say things that maybe that person shouldn't know. So I've learned, don't argue. Just talk softly and if, if it's but mainly just listen because that person is trying to get you to argue this is a town on themselves and that's what he does he tells on himself because he's he's got a lot of anger in him he always has because all you know you know him and he has a lot of anger so when he gets mad he's he's going to spit out whatever he's thinking then maybe later he i don't know if, if he thinks maybe i shouldn't have said that because knowing him he's probably like yeah i'm glad i told her that but you know, if he really thought rationally, it would be like, no, nah, I shouldn't have did that, or I shouldn't have said that to her, or maybe I shouldn't have let her know my next move. So that's why I stay calm. I'm just waiting for September, and it'll be over with with him. I've already moved on, you know, so I have no problem. Right. <laughs> it's like he oh. has a problem because he's said to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, well you know what? On, but that's not our problem. Hold on, Maria. Hold on, Maria. Let me say this, y'all. Y'all know I'm talking about these exes, and I'm driving down the highway eating my um, banana splits. <laughs> and guess who pulled in front of me? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and now I have to do the right thing because when he hit his brakes, when he realized I was behind him, I noticed that his right tail light, brake light is out. So I'm going to do the right thing, ladies, and I'm going to let him know. But, you know, that's something I would do. I don't show, oh, yeah. I mean, you know what, I mean, that sounds just like me. I don't mm-hmm. show anger. I'm like, I'm not going to let this stuff well, just, upset me. Just make I'm sure it's not out because somebody hit him. Because he'll say you right. hit him. That's why I right. so no, might I, think I twice pull back that. a little bit. I pull back a little bit. <laughs> Because I'm like, mm. Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, that's, that's a really good medicine right there is when you um, can learn to treat somebody that treats you really badly. or Absolutely. Absolutely. I think when you can treat mm-hmm. them with kindness and just move on, and that gives them something to think about. And if they don't sit back and think about, you know, what you've done and how they treated you and stuff, and they can still be angry. That's just on them. That's their anger. Mm-hmm. It's not our right. anger. It's, it's right. not, it has nothing to do with us, why That's they it. are the right. way that they are. So once right. I learned that, I was like, his anger, he's had that anger before I even met him. And mm-hmm. right. he just, he refuses to get help for it or 
to do anything about it. So that's on him. It's not on me. I, right. Like I said, I had to learn to move on because I had noticed I had started acting like him, and I didn't like what I was, how I was acting. And um, but it got to the point the way he was treating, because he treated my family really, really bad. And the way he would start treating my family, I actually start treating his family the same way. And I, that's not me because I'm a very kind person. Um, and I was like, I don't like this because I don't like the way he treats my mom. I'm not going to treat his mom disrespectful. His mom is just, she's mean. So at times you have to really, like, step away from her. Well, you, I got right. to the point I had to actually let her know. Like, one day she threatened to hit me with her cane. I was like, you better not hit me with that cane because I'm going to hit you back with the cane. <laughs> but I wasn't mean about it. I said in a nice way, smiled while I was saying it. But she knew I knew I meant business because I got tired of his family constantly bullying me and um, him bullying my family pretty much. So it was like, okay, let's move on because this is not how you are. This is not how you raised. So you don't want to – sometimes when you're around negativity, that stuff can rub off on you. And it's always good when you can notice what's happening so you can step aside and be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not a part of that. And that's what I had to do. I think that uh, for a lot of people, and this is just another way of looking at this, is that when you make these decisions, just know that you're making them to make you a better person. It's mm-hmm. about you. Because that person is who they've been their entire lives. And odds are, 10 to 1, they're not going to change much. But it's not our problem to even worry right. about it, think about it, care about it. That's not our problem because we're dealing with adults here. We are dealing with grown adults that have made the choice to live the lives that they have, by, whether it's by some type of um, um, mental illness in the family, whatever. Guess what? That's something, again, that we can't fix, and we cannot address it properly other than to remove ourselves for our own sanity. And when we do write by these people, I do write by my ex by not calling everybody and telling them everything that he's doing and telling them exactly where he is so they can come get him and throw him in jail. You know, I just want him to stop ordering crap, having it delivered to my house, and just trying to keep everything. And I just noticed today well, my car started cracking my windshield where well, there's a whole bunch of small cracks in it. And I'm like, where the devil did they come from? When I had my old car, all of a sudden, my tires kept getting flattened. And my truck, my tags were stolen off of it. Now, none of this has ever happened before. But fool face, whenever he comes around, something's bound to happen. So if I catch him, there's going to be a problem. And girlfriend don't have to worry about it. She don't like it. She can go to jail with him, too. But... I am not going to allow um, him to degrade me because they do that. They want you to um, – because the minute that we act like they act, in their minds, they have been justified for their actions. Because yes. in their minds, even though they did it first, they're going to say, well, this is why I act the way I do because she said this and she did this and blah, blah, blah. They will become a victim in 2.2 New York millisecond seconds that's how they work and a lot of you listening to this and those of you who will hear this in the replay let me say that again the minute that you come down to their level in any way 
they will use that against you as validation for their bad decisions and behavior. They will say, this is why I respond this way, because they have done X, Y, Z to me. They will totally forget or put out of the the equation that they were the initiators in all of this, they will turn it around on you. And if you're not careful, they will come with their arsenal and with their witnesses and everyone else to say, yep, that's what happened. That's right there. And when you're in front of that judge, the judge is going to listen to all of that. And that's why I say, tail light out, mm, mm, you know, I might want to stay from around you or turn down the other street just to get from behind him. And eat your, your mm-hmm. you know, eat your, your banana split and enjoy yourself and get from behind him. Because he'll say, she told me that she t- knocked out my tail light. And next thing you know, here come the police at your door talking about, you know, you hit him knocking. And next thing you know, well, you know, he said that you rear-ended him and he had an out, a tail light out to prove it. What? And you're standing up. You know, one, let me say, it's funny you say that. And it's, you know, there's going to be some maybe a listener out there where, you know, with my situation, without going into detail, you know, he <clears throat> he's into politics. And so mm-hmm. there is favoritism. <laughs> there is favoritism mm-hmm. on his behalf because, you know, he's yep. almost one of them. And they take care of him well because right. of that. Um, you know, but one of the, some, some of the things that I, you know, I had to protect myself when, I'm, when I chose to move, you know, the address is confidential. Um, that's something that he doesn't have access to. Um, and right. I made sure that, you know, we do our exchanges and everything away from my home. Um, you know, I, wa- I lived in a marriage where because of some issues that he struggled with, past and current, you know, he felt the need to keep a little black book. So if I sneeze the wrong way, I forbid if I sneeze in his direction, it was in that black book, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And yep. he and to live like that, <clears throat> and to live like that, you know, to know that when there was a dispute or a disagreement, you know, out came the black book on January of 2000. You did and said, and it was just like, really, dude, really, <laughs> you know, isn't there something better that you can do with your time? But that's just also how the enemy plays because, you know, he'll put people in your um, in your path and around you that he will allow them to keep reminding you of a possible mistake that you made, you know, just to make right. you feel like, you know, you're not worthy or, you know, you're so worthless of anything. And, you know, and it's just like you mm-hmm. have to not allow those things to seep in your mind and you have to fight back, you know, with the enemy. You have to fight back. And when he does those things, you know, you're a liar, that is not, that's not who I am, you know, because our, sometimes people will make a small mistake that you made and they will make it out to be this horrible intentional act. And it's yes. just like it was just a simple mistake and I'm not going to allow you to make me believe anything differently. Right. So I just, I, I guess I'm saying that to say, you know, fight, you know, not the person, <laughs> you know, but fight right. for your sanity, fight for your peace. You know, fight for your voice. And if you need to, keep yourself a book, too. Every time he Mm -hmm. writes, you write. And then you can go back and forth and, like, we're not getting anywhere. This is he said, she said. Get it all thrown out. You can do that. You know, say, oh, "Oh, you're pulling out your black book? Let me pull out mine. Mm -hmm. And and, Mm -hmm. they don't like that when you counter move them. Yeah, but do you think that, like, like with me, I told you, um, I – have learned to just 
I don't tune the person out because that's that's not, not something I'm going to do with him. I'm not going to tune him out. I'm going to listen to everything he says, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. respond to it. Um, I'm right. going to be polite in what I say because I know how he is. He wants that argument. And sometimes right. you should avoid the the confrontation of back and forth bickering and stuff and let that person, I mean, so you can have sanity. If they want to bicker mm-hmm. back and forth, Right. I mean, they're the ones looking like they're crazy, but you don't right. have to look like you're crazy. Sometimes that's why I right. said it got to the point where I, just like last week, when I when he was arguing on the phone, and I'm like thinking, hold it, we went from uh, something saying nice to, and it's, it's, I mean, to zero to 100 again. I, second person I've, I've been through that with. And it was like, um, and I was just telling Cassandra, um, my ex-husband, we've been divorced since 1990, and he called me up. We were having a nice conversation, too, a couple weeks ago, and all of a sudden he went from zero to 100. So I'm like thinking, is something, I mean, are you two meeting up at the same place and then, you know, drinking the same gin and juice or whatever you drink it? <laughs> Tequila. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just, I don't tune them out because I listen to what they're saying. And I'm just actually like, okay, well, um, I think it's time to go. And they're like, I'll talk to you later. I'm not responding to that because I'm not going to talk to you later. Bye. And when I hang up and you keep calling me back, you're going to get that response of me not answering the phone now because, like, my first husband, I actually had to block. I told you, Cassandra, I I mean, uh, Maria, I said I had to block him off my phone. Because I was like, is this man crazy? We've been divorced since 1990, 26 years, and you're bringing up a past stuff that's not even true. He's still going through his issues. Okay. But the second one, okay, yeah, I've been gone since 2014. But I'm just not relinquishing. I've I had, I had to start all over. I'm not doing right. it again. I'm, I just refuse. This is the second time because we were married and then we got back together. So it's like I, I had to start over a second time. You didn't help me start over. I did all this on my own. He was even surprised I did it as fast as I did it and when I did it. So it was like, he's always told me before I left, you can't make it without me. You'll never have have unless you're with me. And once he saw two months later after I was gone, I had, you know, got apartment, it's, it's furnished and this and this and that. And he, his, his thoughts are, how did you do this so fast? Where does, how'd you do all this? You said I couldn't do it, but I know I can do it because I'm a strong woman. And that's all that mattered to me. I didn't tell him that. I just smiled. I don't even read, I don't read it. We can't even relate on the same page. I don't talk to him in those terms anymore because it's like, I'm not going to tell you anything because you're going to just make it a whole different subject anyway. So when he says something, I just listen. And I'm mainly like, oh, okay, and goodbye. Like now I'm not even, it cannot be a conversation between us. Because if he wants to scream and shout, I'm not there anymore. I don't have to listen to you. You know, I can't, when I was with him, I walked into another room or something. He kept following me. I don't have to do that anymore. You're just down the street and around the corner. You know, we're not in the same household. So I don't have to listen to him. If he wants to call, I'm not answering. 
Like I said, I put a special ringtone on him. Everybody else has a different ringtone from his. I know his ringtone. When he calls, that's him, and I don't answer. Mhm. But I, I don't, I don't even, um, like I said, I'm not letting him argue, and then I'm going to argue back. I just right. avoid it all. Like, do like mine did, had the invisible argument. Stand by the open window. He used to kill me with that. He'd open the window just wide as it could. Have a one-sided argument, and people actually believed that we were in here having an argument, you know, two-sided. I'm like, y'all dumber than rock. You heard one voice. You heard one voice out that window, and they could see me walking out front to the mailbox, and they they in there arguing. I'm like, okay, how am I arguing with him out the back window in the bedroom, and I'm out here at the mailbox? Well, who's he talking to? Uh, Yourself. You reminded me of a time, or it happened a couple of times, where um, I used to be a little hot-headed, if y'all, you know, if you can imagine. But he tried to make it seem as though I was hitting him. And I remember one time in particular, we were having an argument, you know, and he's going on and on, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I was walking away to go into the bathroom. Ow, oh, stop. And I turned around and went, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, what? And then I said, I said, oh, yep. my goodness, exactly. you're trying to make it seem like, because our bedroom door was shut, and so I'm doing uh-huh. something to you. So the, all the kids were here, is daddy's hollering, mommy, you know, oh, stop, you know. And that's right. when I said, okay, I'm, I'm working with something crazy here. <laughs> yeah. This is not normal. <laughs> yep, and they will do that. They will do that. That's the whole point of, nope, you don't need to know what I'm doing, where I am, the whole nine yards. Right. He knows that we're too close with him being here in this neighborhood. Uh-huh. He knows if anything happens to my house, I'm going to take down his whole family. I'm going to take down the whole house and her family, too, and I'm coming after everybody. So he knows, don't keep messing with me because exactly. if I think back, you. Yeah. See, with me, I, I'm, like, I'm like thinking, I wish. My husband would find some. I'm quite sure he had he seen somebody because if he was seeing people when we were married, I'm quite sure once when you know once I left, he's probably still seeing people. But I'm like, my God, get a life, find somebody else, and you know, concentrate on her and leave me alone. I mean, you did it when we were married, so but they're not. We're not together. They're not crazy. They lost. But they lost. You beat him at his own game. You're probably the first woman to ever do that. At best, you might be twice. the second in his entire life. And <laughs> bottom line, and then you did it twice. So the bottom line, you came back and you beat slapped him a second time. Because, yeah, see, that's the part of the story that people don't know. You married him, you divorced him, you married him again, and then you divorced him again. But that's the thing that they don't like is the fact that, dang, damn it. She didn't bow before me. And then on your mm-hmm. case, well, you did it to him twice, and this time you really doing it to him. So, therefore, they get upset over that they, because they have no power. You, When they lose their power, they lose their minds, what little bit of minds they had. But they will get calculated and ruthless. And that's why, you know, and they say, yeah, I'm returning your call. Ten to one, there was somebody around to hear that. And just like her husband did, mine talked out the window to herself. 
um, um, Shauna's, you know, he was making pretend, making a noise, because, you know, you get a child on the stand, and he said, well, daddy was in there saying, ow, like mommy exactly. was hitting him. And, you know, uh, to get a bleeding heart court or a judge that's gullible, it's all on. It's just a big mess. And that was, I loved my judge. I had a female judge, um, and I was like, okay, I don't know how this is going to go. Didn't know that particular judge. Um, but it was, it was just, mine was like textbook. And when my attorney stood up and she said, counselor, there's no need for you to speak one word. She's already proven her case. I was like, Ooh, Ooh. He said, well, I guess I'll just sit down there. I said, can I get some of my money back then as though you didn't have to do anything? I didn't get any of my money back. But you know, when, First of all, the idiot, like I said, how are you going to mess with somebody who's studying law in college, you idiot? That's his first mistake. The second one was he was so into himself, he would leave me voicemails, which automatically made it, you know, that made it admissible. Because it's like, wait, you left me a voicemail. It wasn't like it was private or anything. No, you're going to threaten me on voicemail? Didn't I put them things up on YouTube? What y'all say? Y'all want to know what he all about? But it doesn't matter because guess what? Another woman will always think, well, she must have did something to him. I can fix him. It never fails. Yep. He will still always have a woman, just like the neighbor is like a dog in heat following him everywhere. The bottom line is simple. That's what he wanted. That's the type of person that he needs in his life. He was very candid. And I can sit up here and say the only time he ever told the truth was when he was talking about how he was going to manipulate the neighbor and her family. And he has done that very well. She is a puppet for sure, but I'm pretty sure she's so happy to have that warm body in her cold bed at night that she would compromise everything for that not knowing that this man hasn't let go of his wife yet and we all live in the same neighborhood he can't seem to stay out of this neighborhood and uh tell your man to stop having stuff delivered to this home have him delivered to your house that you two live in but when everybody sees him he's out with someone other than you so yeah they're all out there doing what they want to do I'm doing what I want to do. The problem is that they are upset that we are not responding to them the way that they expected us to. And that's when they get ruthless. And the closer you get to September, that's why I tell you all, Sean, how many times have I said be vigilant? Because they will try anything. They will try anything because they get desperate. And when their masculinity is tested and they know that they're standing to lose something, they will try any and everything. Don't take on no new friends. Don't take on anybody because you never know who a plant is. And there's always going to be a woman out there who's going to try, oh, yeah, baby, I'll do that for you, baby. And like you said, Sean, in your case, yeah, I know who he is. So, yeah, he's got some power. And that's all that you need in this world. And we're so alone when we're fighting that uphill battle. Heck, you can be somebody who just has a nine-to-five workers who go to work every day or don't go to work every day. And the courts are still against us as women in many cases. But I say to this, be vigilant because they do follow a set pattern. When you find your self-worth and you roll out on them because that return on that investment was yielded little or no return, the bottom line is simple. They get upset over that and they get right stupid and crazy. And a caged animal will lose its mind if need be for its survival. And they think that the world is going to come to an end because they got, they got 
trumped by a woman. And that's what the problem is. So I say to you all and everybody within the sound of our voices tonight, be vigilant. Don't be foolish. And like and everyone said tonight, it's when we chill. He used to tell me, I don't like it when you you that quiet. And I don't like it. I just say, well, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm just not in arguing mode. And see, in the minute that he got served the papers, when it became real, it was all joking and laughing until he got served. And then he got upset when he read the document. And then he got upset when he knew that I was going for an immediate divorce. And that's when he took it to a whole nother level. That's when he brought me home from the hospital and I was drugged and he raped me because he thought that that would mean that I would have to stay married to him. That just made a bad situation worse. Trust me when I say, ladies, they will take it to another level. You don't don't think that they won't because I, I'm like this. Prepare for the worst, and thank God if it doesn't happen. Because guess what? I thought about that on my ride home today too. That son of a bitch took something from me that no one in this earth can ever give back to me. No one. No one. Rape is one of the ugliest things in the world. When you take that, and I don't care people, like, you were his wife. Let me tell you all something. That has absolutely nothing to do with it. That has and nothing that goes to do with out when, That goes out the window when I was totally incapacitated. Totally. And you're going to stand over me with a smirk on your face, and when I wake up in the morning, tell me, now you can't go to the courts. Well, you can't divorce me. I can never get that back, and I have to live with that every day of my life. And there are days when I have to run home and just wash myself off because I still feel dirty. Think that he's running right across the grass, and then he's sleeping with that backyard hooker too. The bottom line, and all the other women. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Mm-mm. So that's my burden for all of you within the sound of my voice. That's the burden that I have to live with is the fact that you all will never understand that. You will never understand how it affects me PTSD-wise. You will never understand that. There are days when I am helping other people, and I have to really control my emotions because that's something that we just can't, you know, put it on the back burner and act like it didn't exist. It doesn't work that way. And, and when you they know take- what? I never realized you could get – PTSD, when, when when my doctor told me that's what I had, mm-hmm. I was like, I've never been, I've never um, served in the service. He was like, well, she was like, um, she says, you don't have to serve in the service. She says, you really went through a lot in your marriage, and it was really traumatizing. Because so, I, right. I, I started having these really, really bad, I still had the panic attacks, but they had gotten so worse, so bad that um, I had to go seek help for them. And right. when she told me that, I was, like, really, really shocked. She was like, um, yeah, your, your marriage is so that stressful until you're just traumatized from it. And so now, like, I try to control them, but sometimes you just can't. And, and sometimes I'm – and I don't think about him when I'm having them usually. It's just I could just be – I could be asleep and just wake up just at all this fear. Like I'm dying and have to jump up out right. of bed and just stand up for a while or sit in a chair. And I can't lay down and things like that. And when she was like, it's all, this is stress from your marriage because you were never like this until you two got back together. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and the shocking thing is 
his family always told me uh, when we were getting remarried and stuff, and they were like, oh, we don't believe in divorce in our family. So this time you can't, you can't never divorce him. And his sister told me this. And um, I told his sister, I just looked at him, and I was like, let me tell you something. If your brother does not treat me right, I will leave him. I will divorce him. I'm not going to stay with somebody that, that's not treating me like I should be treated. Now, every marriage is going to have their problems. But when you have major problems that you know are never going to be resolved, right? and you know it's time to leave, then it's time to leave. I don't care what anybody right. says. Right. I don't care the power. I don't care the prestige. I don't care any of that because so many people, and I have a lot of high-end friends, and they didn't learn until after the fact. They're trying to hide it and keep show face. I'm like, you don't realize that half of the women that they're sleeping with are grinning up in your face. And secondly, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows what's going on. So you're the only one that's living a lie and fooling yourself because everyone already knew. But that's exactly how I was. Yeah, but PTSD, yeah. I had women just, it was women. My husband was sleeping with women, and we would go to someone's party, a cookout or or, um, craft feast or something, and the woman that he's seeing or getting ready to see because he's probably going out with her or whatever, or he's sleeping with, could be there. Mm -hmm. And I just saw what happened. He would always find it the most, I don't know, Dingy woman, I think, because I will always say, because, um, and they usually always had somebody else. They had a husband or a boyfriend or something. I did notice that too. But they will always prance themselves around him constantly and in front of me. And I will always be like, hmm, that's the one he's seeing. And sure enough, I would find out it was the one he was seeing or getting ready to see or something. And that was so hurtful because his friends, or the family members would know, his family members, you know, and I always think, you know, you guys see this, y'all know this, and then, you know, we're together, and I'm acting like, oh, everything is so hunky-dory and stuff, and then I would listen to other women say, you know, gosh, I love that rock on your hand, oh, I wish I was you, oh, my gosh, you're a housewife, oh, I want to be like you, and I'm thinking, you don't want, you don't want this ring, I got this ring because my husband cheated on me. <laughs> you don't want a ring because your husband cheated on you. You want him to buy you a really big rock because he loves you. Not because he cheated on you. It's because he sees that rock in the store and he's like, damn, that's going to look good on my wife's hand. That's why, that's when you want that ring. But you don't want it because you found out your husband cheating and he's like, baby, 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 I'm going to buy you whatever you want and you pick out to try to pick out the most expensive thing you can find. So, You'll, you'll stay this one time. Right. No, you don't want that. And other women never realize. They would just see, and they would they would see and and be like, oh, gosh, she's a housewife. Oh, my gosh, she's driving a nice car. Oh, my gosh, she does. But you don't know what I was going to. You don't know. In order for me to drive that nice car, I had to damn near argue to get in the car seat. I got car keys. I'm paying car insurance, but I got to argue every day to drive the car because he doesn't want me to drive the car. You know, or the truck. We got we had a car and a truck, but I can't drive either one. They don't know when I want to go out. It, it's like if, if Maria wanted to go somewhere, she could call me and say, "Come on, let's want to go to this thing with me." You know, whatever. He's going to argue because he's like, "Oh, I don't like your friends, and why do you got to go out with her?" Every friend I had, he didn't like. 
They could be my family member. They could be sick in the hospital. We're going to argue because I want to go to the hospital to visit them. We're going to argue because I want to go to a different church that we belong to, belong to two churches, his church and another church. He will argue because I'm trying to find myself. He's going to argue because, and it's sad, you know something is wrong, but someone doesn't want you to go to church unless they go. And if he didn't feel like going to his church, and I said, well, I'm going to go to church with my mom, or I'm going to go to my other church, you're going to get mad and say, well, guess what? You can't go because unless you get somebody to take you because you're not driving either one of my vehicles. That's sad. That's when you know right. it's really time to move on because no one should yep. ever, ever stop you from trying to worship the Lord. No one. Right. So, uh, you know, Shauna had to drop, um, Marisol had to drop, but before we go, and I trust me, everyone within the sound of our voice, we're going to have this conversation again, because as you can see, a lot of the ladies are on their journey. So as the journey progresses, things are going to change, and we're going through this, this process. It's a process when you're going through something like this, but um, there's several ways you can get involved with us. You can reach us, 202-618-2556. That's the main office number. If you le- send us a text to leave a message, if you want to reach out to any of our show hosts, uh, let me know, and um, we'll put you in touch with them. Uh, of course, if you'd like to get involved, we have several social media sites. Let's start backwards today. On Google+, Plus, we have the Relationship Recovery Group. That is over 1,000 members strong. It is a worldwide coaching group that I have. Uh, you can join us there, and that's the Relationship Recovery Group over on Google+. On um, Facebook, we have several groups. We have WOW, Women of Wisdom and Worth, there. We also have the main groups over there, Healing Through Hurt, I Talk Radio, presented by the Wall Foundation, Inc. Uh, that's there. We have, oh gosh, let me think of all of my groups. Focus, Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. That is our urban-based group. We also have our more focused group, and that's for a lot of the heavy hitters and the coaches and the counselors and all of those people there, and that's Focus Females Global, which is the namesake, of course, of our chat, of our weekly chat. Over on Meetup, we have Focus Females Global again over on Meetup. Uh, All of them fall under focus, females offering clarity, unity, and success. Um, Gosh, have I hit on all of the groups. I believe that we have websites, focusfemalesglobal.com. There is a contact uh, form there. There's also uh, my website, I forgot about that, over on Facebook, Let's Grow with C. Maria. That is my professional uh, page over there. And, of course, cmariawall.com. That is my page. You can leave uh, a message there as well. So now these are all of the ways that you can contact us, reach out. We are here to help you. The only thing that we ask is that you extend your hand and we will be here to grab you. But we have to know that you're ready to be helped. So that's all of the ways that you can reach us um, right anytime and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Um, It's been a great show as always. As I said, the tagline has always been real people, real stories, real hurt, real healing. 
And that's what we are all about. Nothing is scripted here. We promise you we will never, ever, ever tell you what we know you want to hear. We will always tell you what you need to hear because that's when when we keep it as real and transparent and authentic as possible, that's when the healing starts to take place. And I'm sure that um, for all of the veterans out there and active service military women all over the world, your families, your sisters, your friends, all of you, if you have a story to tell, you want to give a shout out to someone special, of course, you can email us, as I said, um, let's grow at cmariawall.com is email, uh, aspire at focusfemalesglobal.com is email. If you want to send us a personalized letter, handwritten, our address is post office box 272 in Randallstown, Maryland, 21133. Again, um, before we go, as always, I'll give Renee a few moments, but let me just do our daily mantra for you. Our prayer for you is that we pray you enough. We pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. We also pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. And we pray you enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, we pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way from this very moment and beyond. And also, we just want you to continue to pay it and pray it forward, because when much is given, much is expected. So how selfish would it be of you to keep your journey of survival to yourself and not share it with those who are still lost in the darkness? So again, um, I'm going to turn it over to Renee. Just for some final thoughts tonight or wishes for you, for those of you all over the world, uh, we don't know when you're going to hear this, but um, this show is for you. So, uh, Renee, you have any closing words that you'd like to share um, tonight? Actually, just sometimes when someone is at their worst and they're angry and upset with the world and you and it's not about you a lot of times. It's just something in that person. And um, you have to just be quiet sometimes, and you just have to walk away and just be like, well, this is not my battle. This is something you're going through. This is your battle. And until they resolve their own issues and battles, they aren't going to change. So... Sometimes it's best just to be quiet, walk away with a smile on your face, and just go on with your life. And that's about it. And I'd like to say this uh, from a different perspective, is that a lot of times, especially when you see a major change in somebody, either they become indrawn into themselves or they're getting angry and they have a a trigger, um, um, their attitude just changes on a dime or something like that. Sometimes we have to look at the world with our eyes wide open instead of wide shut because a lot of times that's a sign that they are crying out for help in some way as well. So once you know exactly where you stand and what's going on, if you can help, 
do help. And if that's a place where they're just being themselves and now they're showing their true colors, you know how to be the one to remove yourself from that situation. That's what this show is all about. It's weeding season, one way or the other. You either help someone in need, weed out through their problems and weed their way through to the sunlight again, or you learn how to clean it out for yourself. That person is you. If you see a change in yourself, you have to sit down and, as Renee said, take that time to be still, be quiet, and reflect and see what it is that's going on, what it is that's making you change, and then we have to work from there. So that's what it's all about tonight. It's been a great show. Shauna had to go, and she was so upset because she said it was a really good conversation tonight, and we hope that you get whatever you need out of it as well. Um, Again, we'll have some more shows to talk about the differences. I'll probably bring on an expert to share with us about PTSD and um, that feeling of suicide and things like that. Maybe next week we'll have Christy McKnight or someone come on who can be an expert to talk to us about this. Because PTSD, and I'm glad you brought that up, um, Renee, is the fact that it doesn't just deal with military personnel. And we know that there are a lot of, for me, there are a lot of women that I know in the military who've been assaulted Um, in the military. Uh, So again, that's a touchy subject for many, but there are some who I I know that are at that point where they can share their stories because people need to hear this. That's real. And um, before we go, I don't know if I shared it. It was last Monday, maybe. I kept I kept dreaming about my ex. He kept going in my dreams and I was like so upset. I woke up and I was so just, just, couldn't figure out why he was in my space. He was in my world. I'm like, there was no reason for it. Well, as it turns out, it's about three o'clock in the morning. Well, he and at least two other people were outside. I don't know what they were doing out back. Um, He had a white van. It was parked up where, you know, we had tall trees and things. So he parks, even when he and the neighbor, when we first broke up, he'd always park his vehicle where it was an eye shot of my house. Kind of like, I want you to know that I'm here. And I'm like, okay, I want you to know that I don't care. But it's about three o'clock in the morning. Had no clue what they were doing. Well, I kind of figured what they were doing because this is somebody who has no driver's license, no business license, no nothing. So he was probably trying to, um, he must have been going at some distance and the person in the car must have been trailing him. So in case the police stopped him or something, they would be the buffer in between he and the police so that he wouldn't get stopped and they would know that he didn't have a driver's license. Um, So these are all of the things that this guy is just a bum from way back. But if that's what the neighbor wanted in her life, she got it. And the last thing I told him, the only text I ever sent her was that he was her problem now. And, um, And she's just as crooked as he is. So maybe they are match made in hell. I don't know. But again, um, things, and it doesn't have to be something dealing with the ex or, or that person. It could be any incident that could trigger PTSD. It could be almost anything. It could be I riding down the street and I see a truck that looked exactly like my old truck that he would use for his company until I found out he didn't have any driver's license. And he was out in other states getting tickets that I only found when I was cleaning up or cleaning out his pockets to wash his clothes or something. Um, So these are the types of things that um, trigger PTSD. 
It could be the fact that it's a bright, sunny day, and it could be something. The oddest thing can just trigger it. So, again, we're going to definitely talk about that and all the feelings from this and the emotions that come along with it. And um, we'll delve deeper in the journeys, you know. So I'm going to talk to some folks, see if we can get some uh, professionals on here. And uh, we're going to keep this conversation going. And a lot of times I don't open up the chat lines for too many people to come on here and talk because some people tend to monopolize and this and that. We really do want to give you as much information as we can within the time that we have to share with you, usually between one to two hours. So in doing this, We want to give you a lot of information that you can come back and use. So anytime in a few moments, this show will archive. You'll be able to listen to the replay. And if you know someone who needs to hear, share the show, share the show, share the show. And for those of you who don't know, all of these programs and shows are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated, which is an IRS-approved and recognized 501c3. If you'd like to donate to keep our programs going so that we can continue our expansion, you can go to our main website, thewallfoundationinc.org, and click on the Donations tab. You have several ways there from PayPal to GoFundMe, and uh, even the Giving Grid is there, I believe. Um, and soon we will have Macy's Shop for a Cause. If you go to Macy's Shop for a Cause and you pull up um, – Security Square Mall, you will see our foundation uh, listed as one of the organizations. We'll be picking up our coupons. This year they have expanded it to a weekend event. The coupons are just $5. You'll be able to order them online or I can send them to you personally. So we do have our fundraising drive going on right now. We would love for you to donate your time. Naturally, we'd love to have your funding so that we can get more supplies and things that we need. And of course, Everything is tax deductible to the fullest extent of uh, current laws. So, again, thank you so much for being here. Renee, good to have you back. Good to know that you're feeling better. Um, thank you. As as we began, we will end. Uh, the rest of the ladies, Marisol says goodnight. She had to leave. Shauna had to leave. Uh, Tracy was on. She could only stay for a short time tonight. That's why she didn't join us on air. But she was here representing Pennsylvania. So uh, once again, uh, great show as always. Um, I will talk to all of you soon. I'll see you for a few minutes over on the other side in our chat room. But Tonight, as we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's good music. It's been great conversation, as always. And we do hope that you got something out of it that you needed. And um, reach out to us, because we are definitely here, because the journey is so much better when you have people to walk it with you. And we are right here. And we're going through ours. So, yeah, we know exactly what you're going through, because we are going through it, too. So until next time, be well, be blessed. I'm C. Maria Wall. On behalf of Shauna, uh, Marcel, Renee, and myself, we pray each and every one of you enough. So good night, everyone. And, of course, here we are, your favorite song for a lot of you, Tori Lee's Good Music. Good night, everyone. Good night. I get lost in your words, it feels so good when I'm hurt, takes my mind off of the pain, love when the